Hello and welcome to the Jumbo Package NFL Podcast. I'm Sonny Giuliano. Soon I'll be joined by my co-host Paul Clark. And right now you're about to listen to one of our eight NFL Divisional Preview Podcasts that we have recorded ahead of the 2019 NFL season, which is the sixth year that Paulie and I have been covering the league. Now, if you've been listening to us over the years, we thank you for coming back. If you're new to the show, thanks for stopping in. Throughout the season, we will be making our game picks each week and breaking down all of the biggest storylines around the league. But for now, we've got divisional previews to handle, so let's get to it. Welcome to the Jumbo Package NFL Podcast, where if you listen to our NFC North Division preview, we left off with a damn cliffhanger. Pauly teased the hell out of what was to come on the NFC South Division preview. He said that he has a hot take that you are not going to want to miss. Um, that obviously piqued my interest quite a bit. Pauly... When do you feel like the best time to reveal your hot take on this podcast would be? Do you want to come out firing right at the start, or do you want to save it? Um, whatever you would like me to do. Well, let's do this. I, I want to guess what it is. We're going to play a guessing game, okay. and I'm going to take I'm going to take one guess, and if okay. I'm correct, if I'm correct, we'll talk about it. Okay. If I'm incorrect, you'll tell me that I'm incorrect and we'll wait. Okay. All right. So I think your hot take is going to be that the New Orleans Saints don't make the playoffs. You're very hot. Oh. You're very hot. All right. Well, it's 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 that. It's basically that bad. I mean, my opinion, they're not going to playoffs and that it has to do with my hot take. All right. Well, uh, well, let's do this. Reveal it. Reveal it. I'm ready for the reveal. The suspense is killing me. From the end of last year to now, I think Drew Brees is done. And I think in the playoffs last year, he looked old. Um, just didn't look like the Drew Brees. Like halfway through the year, you started to see the decline. I think they're very talented. I don't think they get the job done this year. I think they're vastly overrated. You know, there, there's. It surprised me. I've seen quite a bit of that buzz this year on New Orleans. It, I, I don't know. I. You know, I, I am probably about in line with the average of what people feel about New Orleans this year. I, I, I love their just, running game. I love Kamara, mm-hmm. and I love the pickup of Latavius Murray. Michael Thomas, one of the best receivers in the league. They yep. got Jared Cook. I just – Drew Brees just wasn't dishing the ball in the playoffs and late in the year last year like he was towards the beginning of the year. Now, maybe he was injured that we didn't know about, could be, could come back and have a great year. 
just my opinion, I think the Saints, no bueno this year. Look, it could be the case. I mean, statistically, last year, uh, it was a weird season because he, he broke his own record for highest completion percentage in a season. But it was the first time since 2005 that he wasn't over 4,000 yards. Um, the the touchdown-interception ratio was good. Um the quarterback rating was the best in the league, but you were, you're absolutely right. The the last month of the year and in the playoffs, he was an average quarterback. And if you, you know, you split it up by home and away, at home, he was good. He had, you know, 21 touchdowns, one interception, eight games with a 100 or better passer rating. On the road, 11 touchdowns, four interceptions, three games of a 100 passer rating. So all that, that right there tell is prime Drew Brees would have had the Rams down twenty eight nothing in the first quarter the way that NFC championship game started last year. You're right about that, for sure. I agree with you there. Um all right, well, fans wanna bitch and whine about that pass interference call. And you know what it was pass interference. But it shouldn't even came to that. I mean, uh, they. I mean, the, the game should have been well secured by that. I mean, and let's face it, the play earlier, it's supposed to be picked. Breeze, Breeze threw a terrible pass that I don't know how it didn't get picked. But I don't know. I just, just my opinion. I could be totally wrong, but just how I feel. Well. It- if you're somebody who does believe that the Saints are going to regress this year, it probably does come, come down to Drew Brees. Yeah. Right? Because, because the, the rest of this roster is young. I'm going to tell um, you who they're going to match. They're center retired. And I think that's mm-hmm. going to be a big loss for them. Well, no team allowed fewer quarterback uh, knockdowns than New Orleans last year. Only the Colts allowed fewer sacks. They kept Breeze upright for the most part. But if he faces pressure, he's, what, a 40-year-old guy? And he's he's not big and not mobile. Not mobile. So you're absolutely right. That That's the recipe. If you, if, if you think that the Saints are going to regress, it's because Drew Breeze isn't going to be as good. Um, my one big question, and you kind of cited it as you were just talking there, um, what sort of heartbreak will conclude the New Orleans Saints season in 2019? Because the last two years um, have been brutal. They they lost with the Minnesota Miracle in 2018 in the playoffs. They they have, whether it cost them the game or not, whatever, however you want to look at it, the Nikel Roby Coleman non-pass interference call last year. Um, it, it just makes me wonder how their season will end this year. And it falls in line with the curse of the NFC, which I, I have talked about a number of times on this podcast because it's a real thing. Uh, the the Des Bryant drop against Green Bay, the Green Bay blowing the NFC championship game at Seattle, Malcolm Butler's interception in the Super Bowl against Seattle, Atlanta blowing the 28-3 lead in the Super Bowl. The double doink, which 
screwed my Bears last year. It, it's just always something with the NFC in the playoffs. And it just so happens that the last two years, it has ended New Orleans season. So my big question was what kind of heartbreak will conclude their, their season this year? Um, because I, I'm not one to think that they are going to win the Super Bowl this year. I'm, I'm not one to think that they make that next step in in this season. Um, I'll give you the, I do, Saints, the Saints fans' heartbreak at the end of this year is going to be the retirement of Drew Brees. That, that's a tough one to get over. Well, we'll see. That 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 would be a bigger heartbreak, probably, knowing that the guy who's been leading your team for the last decade and is kind of the the defining face of New Orleans sports right now. Um, that he'd be out of the picture. What was your one big question? So we skipped over that. Drew Brees. Oh, okay. Well, I guess we would have gotten a Brees right at the start. Yeah. Uh, best offensive player. We have some options here. We have a lot of options. I mean, the the four, to me, the four major ones are Julio Jones, Alvin Kamara, Michael Thomas, and Christian McCaffrey. I had all of them listed. I also had, uh, I have Mike Evans, who... Just, he he doesn't get the love because he's in Tampa Bay, but man, he puts up some numbers there. And yeah. I think with with Bruce Arians there, I don't I don't think that this is going to be a Jameis Winston reclamation project. I don't think he's the guy, and all of a sudden he's going to be a, a high end starting NFL quarterback. But I do think that they're going to throw the ball a ton. And I think Evans has a good chance to put up huge numbers again this year. But go ahead. You you named your four. Yeah, I mean, I I, I would probably give it to Christian McCaffrey. I, I think he's going to – I think it comes down to the, to the Saquon Barkley thing. I think he's just going to get a ton of touches. Uh, you know, he's going to run the ball. He's going to catch the ball out of the backfield and he's going to be Carolina's main source of offense, you know, where Michael Thomas and Elvin Kamara are going to kind of split that load for the mm-hmm. Saints. I mean, so, I mean, just my opinion, I would take Christian McCaffrey. Yeah, that's completely fair. Uh, 219 rushes, just under 1,100 rushing yards, 107 catches, 867 receiving yards, 13 total touchdowns. Um, Over the final 10 games of the season last year, he was scoring a touchdown once every 17 touches. So he's a weapon and he's – what's that? That's pretty good. Yeah. He's going to get – he's going to be a high-volume target. I went with Julio Jones. I, I just went with the guy that I feel like has the most actual talent of anybody who is the most dominant at his position. Um, 113 catches, 1,677 receiving yards last year. That was best in the league. Eight touchdowns, which is actually up um, from the previous couple years where, amazingly, he failed to get in the end zone. Um 
And even last year, Kelvin Ridley stole some of those red zone touches for for Atlanta. Um, only Jerry Rice has more receiving seasons of 1,400 or more yards than Julio Jones. Julio in Jones the history of the NFL. He's a stud. Yeah. Yeah, I, I could... As we'll get to, I very badly wanted to pick Atlanta to win this division. And I just didn't have the stones to do it like I, I assume you did. I don't know if you like Atlanta or Carolina more, but you obviously you don't have uh, New Orleans winning the division. I doubt you have Tampa Bay winning the division. Um, but I, I really badly wanted to pick Atlanta and just couldn't quite get myself to do it, mostly because I, I love their offense and I, uh, the other guy that I had on my honorable mention, I had Matt Ryan because it got lost in the shuffle how absolutely awesome he was last year. Yeah. He was basically like 97% as good as he was his MVP year. <laughs> yeah, he was, I mean, they were just decimated defensively last year. Yeah. Yep. Um... Speaking of defensively, best defensive player. Um, Where did you go on this one? I think it came down to two guys, in my opinion, uh, Cam Jordan and Luke Keekley. I gave it to Cam Jordan. Uh, he just been a force for the Saints. Mm-hmm. So I, I went with him. Yeah, one of four players who have 70-plus sacks and 400-plus tackles since 2011. So rare company for Cam Jordan. He was on my honorable mention. I went with Keekley. Um Just another year with 100-plus tackles. Um, him and Bobby Wagner are the only two players in the NFL with seven consecutive seasons of 100 or more tackles. He had 130 last year. Uh, just when he's right, he is still arguably the best linebacker in the game. So I went with Keekley narrowly over Cam Jordan. Um, there are a couple other guys that I think are worth mentioning. Marshawn Lattimore, uh, he won defensive rookie of the year two years ago. His numbers were a little bit down last year, but still really good. Um, I like Carolina's, I like the interior of their defensive line, getting Gerald McCoy from Tampa Bay and pairing him with Kawan Short. Um, those two are going to give teams problems, I think. Um, and, and that could be a nightmare matchup for New Orleans because, as you said, they lost their center. If they're getting pressure in the interior against New Orleans, that's going to be big trouble for Drew Brees. Yeah. One place, so, I mean, I mean, it's the old, you know, crochet. I mean, no quarterback likes pressure up the middle. But, I mean, Drew Brees is a, is a smaller guy. Pressure up the middle, not not good for him. No. Um, and even though I didn't have anybody listed from the Falcons, you you mentioned it. They were decimated defensively last year with injuries. Um, yeah, Deion O'Neal. Really Jones. Yeah, and he broke his foot in the opener. Um, but when when Keanu Neal and Deion Jones are on the field together, that's a really good defense. And and you know they lost Ricardo Allen. Um, they they had 
DeMonte Kazee step in, he played really well. He had seven interceptions, and, you know, he had never really produced. Grady Jarrett on the defensive line is solid. I think if they stay right defensively, they could be really good on that side of the ball. Maybe not quite as good as they are offensively, but they could absolutely be a league average defense, if not slightly better. Yeah. Um, best coaching staff. This one might surprise. I think the Tampa Bay Bucks now have the best coaching staff in this division. I gotta say that does surprise me that you went there. Um, I like it, it. Surprises me only because I think top to bottom, this is the best division of coaches in the league. Um, yeah, I'm just surprised you went with the first-year head coach. But make your case for Tampa Bay. I, I just think Bruce Arians has proved, you know, in a few different spots that the guy could just flat-out coach football, and he brings in mm-hmm. an experienced staff. And, uh, you know, I, I, I didn't pick Tampa Bay to win this division, but I think they're going to be much better. And and they're they're going to be, you know, Teams aren't going to really be excited to play Tampa Bay this year. I'm with you. I think that they'll be competitive. I still have worries about them defensively. I worry about how many games that Jameis is going to just gift other teams. But there could be, you know, you and I aren't the biggest Jameis Winston fans, but there are games from time to time where once a month he'll look absolutely awesome. And yeah. that, that connection with, Arians, with Mike Evans Arians will just be really clicking. Help him. Arians is really going to help him. Yeah. No, it's entirely possible that he that Arians could end up turning around Jameis. It is. Um, I went with New Orleans. I, I don't necessarily feel great about it. It's obviously a solid coaching staff. That, that unit has been there uh for a while now. Um, Sean Payton's entering his 13th year with the Saints. Pete Carmichael's been there the entire tenure. First as a quarterback coach, now he's the offensive coordinator. Um, Dennis Allen, he, he, you know, I, I don't know necessarily think that he's a great defensive coordinator, and some of this might just go to Mickey Loomis doing a good job drafting. Um, but what was once a historically bad Saints defense under Sean Payton is now at least a solid one. Um, so I went with New Orleans, but like I said, I think top to bottom, this is probably the strongest division of coaching staff in the NFL. Yeah, I mean, it, there's a lot of good head coaches in this division. I just, I don't know, I went with the upset. I'm fine with that. I'm not going to argue it. Uh, best division newcomer. Uh, I think you could look, uh, you know, and Dominic and Sue, you know, the Saints picking up Jared Cook, I think, was big. Mm-hmm. But, you know, what did I just tell you? Bruce Arians. Yes, that makes sense. If you're going to go, if you're going to go with him as the leading the best coaching staff, it makes sense that uh, he would be your best division newcomer too. I 
I tentatively went Jared Cook, and, and it's probably my least favorite pick that I made for for best division newcomer. Um, but he's coming off the best statistical season of his career. Oh, he was awesome last year. Yeah, and I just think that he becomes a real target in the Saints offense that really hasn't had a Pro Bowl caliber tight end since Jimmy Graham. I think that, you know, what do, what do we always say about tight ends? They're, they they could be the quarterback's best friend in offense. There could just be a lot of times where Drew Brees has to check down to Jared Cook. So yeah. just pure volume, he might get a lot of catches. And he's going to be competing with Michael Thomas and Alvin Kamara. He's going to be third in line behind those guys. But I could see a scenario where he has the third most catches and he could come close to replicating those numbers that he had last year. Yeah, I think Jared Cook was a really big acquisition for the Saints. Yep, I agree. And the only other guy that I had on my honorable mention that you didn't mention, um, that being Bruce Arians and Dominican Sue, I had Devin White. I just I really liked that pick for Tampa Bay. Um it was a Bucks oh, defense that was historically yeah. bad last year. And he just felt like a sure thing coming out of LSU. Definitely. He's a stud. Hot seat watch. I, I got what do you two. think? I got, All right. I got Ron Rivera. Okay. And I got Jameis Winston. I I went with Jameis with my pick. Um did you settle on either one of those two, or um, you just have them both listed? I, I would say I would say it's Jameis because you know the, the new coaching staff. I, I think he's going to get a year with Bruce Arians, and if there's not major improvement, I, I think the I think the Bucks will start you know searching for a different guy. Yeah, I, that that was kind of my feeling too, just by virtue of this being such a tough division. And like I said, I still I, – I like Bruce Arians as a coach, but I don't know that he can all of a sudden turn Jameis Winston into a Pro Bowl caliber quarterback. He's just way too up and down. Yeah, um, he is. He's had multiple interceptions in 16 games in his career, which is not good considering he's only played in 56. Um, he has the highest interception percentage – in the NFL since 2015. I, I just think the leash on Jameis will be very short. Even if even if they don't turn to anybody else within this season, I think if things don't go well, that'll likely mean that Tampa Bay will be in a position to draft a quarterback and Arian just might pick a guy that he likes better. But I'm with you. I, I had not only Ron Revere on the on the hot seat, but I think Dan Quinn might be too. Both yeah. of these teams, Carolina and Atlanta, are coming in with really high expectations. Um, and I think that either one of these two could be on their way out if these seasons don't go well, and it will be back-to-back years of missing the playoffs for either of those teams if that's the case. Um I don't necessarily think either of those two deserve to be fired, but I could see where ownership would be a little impatient and move in a different direction if things didn't go well. 
Gambler's Corner. What do you got, Paulie? I thought this was a lock. Under 10.5 Saints wins. Yeah. No, I guess if you're not picking them to make the playoffs, that that is one that you'd be in line with. I did not have that. I I have them making the playoffs. Um, there were actually a number of different bets that if I were in Vegas right now, I would I would throw some money down on. Um, Devin White to win Defensive Rookie of the Year. He is ten to one. I, I just I think you can make the case that he was the best defensive player in the draft last year. Um, Matt Ryan, 25-1 to 1 to win MVP. That seemed very tasty to me. Yeah. And then Julio Jones at 7-1, to 1, Michael Thomas at 8-1, to 1, Mike Evans at 12-1. to 1. I think it's worth betting all three of those guys for most receiving yards in the NFL. I think there's a very good chance it could be one of those three guys. Three very good receivers, I can tell you that. Yeah, and three guys who were all right around that number last year. Julio led the league in receiving yards. Um, Michael Thomas was 200 yards off. Uh, Mike Evans was about 100 yards off. So they were all right there. Uh, Division record. Fourth place in the NFC South. Who do you got? Tampa Bay Buccaneers, six and ten. All right, I have the Bucks at five and eleven, also in fourth place. Third. New Orleans Saints. Nine and seven. I have the Carolina Panthers at nine and seven. Second place? Carolina Panthers, nine and seven. I have the Atlanta Falcons, ten and six, in the playoffs. And number one? Atlanta Falcons, eleven and five. I have the New Orleans Saints, eleven and five. And like I said, I very badly wanted to give the Saints that nudge to 11-5 and five and move New Orleans down to 10-6, and six, but I, I just didn't have the balls to do it. So I applaud you for doing it, Paulie. Just not, not, not fond of the Saints this year, bro. What, are, what are, can I tell you? I, I get it. I totally get it. It, it. With my playoff projections, I have... New Orleans third, and Green Bay six, and that matchup, Green Bay in the dome. I, I think I take the Packers. Hmm. I think I would, but that's obviously a long way away. What is not a long way away? The final division recording that we, you and I, have to do. The NFC West. It is one forty in the morning. Let's do it, man. We will be back soon. Thank you for listening. Polly, hold tight. We'll be we'll be ready to go in a minute. All right. <laughs>